Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. Hey, friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Happy New Year, friends. It is a new year. Happy 2018. I'm so happy that you're joining us today on the happy hour. You're going to love this show. And it basically is the perfect show to start off your new year. I promise. Also, did you happen to notice the new music? If you're new here or this is your first time, you may not notice. But if you've been with us for a while, you notice that the happy hour got a little facelift for 2018 with new music. I love it. Guys, you are listening to episode number 174, and my guest is the one and only Micah May. Micah is the CEO and founder of May Designs, wife to Jonathan, and mommy to the three cutest kids ever. She is a woman who loves to dream about the future and has ideas coming out of her brain all of the time. You're going to love our conversation today about how May Designs started, and I'm going to give you a small clue. It was a side hustle, you guys. Yes, it was a side hustle. What their big break was and how she gets giddy about a new year and all the things that she does to not only plan for what's ahead, but to also look back at what the last year had for her. We also talk about her sweet son, Jackson, who has Down syndrome towards the end. During this interview, Micah says some things that I still can't stop thinking about. I'll see if you love them as much as I love them. Hey, guys, if you have not signed up for the Happy Hour newsletter, today is a great day to do that. Go to jamieivy.com slash newsletter. You're going to want to be on this newsletter because the next newsletter that goes out is going to have an exclusive code just for you guys to use over at May Designs. And after listening to today's show, you're definitely going to get to use that code. Guys, I want to thank one of our sponsors for today, and that is Crane and Canopy. There's nothing like a warm, cozy bed during the chilly winter season. Am I right? I'm excited to share Crane and Canopy, an online bedding brand that wants to give you the most blissful night's sleep with their luxurious duvet covers, quilts, and sheets. Crane and Canopy's bedding combines amazing quality with modern style, and it's made from the finest cotton, so it's silky soft and incredibly comfortable. It's also thoughtfully designed. Each of their duvet covers has built-in corner ties to secure your comforter and zippers to make closing the cover easy. Head to craneandcanopy.com forward slash Jamie to get started and use the code Jamie to get 10% off your entire order. Guys, this is what we need for the new year. It's new bedding. That's Crane, C-R-A-N-E and Canopy, C-A-N-O-P-Y.com forward slash Jamie, promo code Jamie to get 10% off your entire order. All right, my friends, here is my conversation with Micah. Hey, Micah, welcome to the happy hour. Hey, this I'm is just so happy to be here in your cute house. My cute house. Uh, it is fun because we live in the same city, so we get to do this together. Yes. Okay, so Micah May, you are the, are you the CEO? I am the CEO. You're the founder, the CEO, the all things of May Designs. <laughs> all the things, yeah. Of May Designs, which I think that my listeners know about May Designs because we've had giveaways from you guys and we've done things with you guys a lot because... We really love what you guys do and we love Micah. So there's that. But give me, because I don't think I've ever heard it from your mouth. Give yeah. me the elevator pitch of May Designs. So May Designs is a lifestyle brand. We've morphed into kind of what I guess this lifestyle brand type of business is. So we're an e-commerce based business and we love to put patterns on things. Okay. So <laughs> for those, for, for me, help me out. What is a, I hear it all the time. What is, what does a lifestyle brand mean? So a lifestyle brand is something that essentially takes an aesthetic in, okay. my, in my mind and takes an aesthetic, possibly a product, and kind of extends it across different things, right? So Kate Spade, she is a lifestyle brand or the company. She started with handbags and then it's shoes and paper goods and all these types of things. So it's products for your everyday life okay, across all different kind of verticals. So, so you didn't start out that way. So I didn't start out that way. So it. we're now a lifestyle brand, right? And so I think even I'm learning to change the way that I talk about the company because I used to just say, oh, I've got a notebook company, mm -hmm. you know, when we have more things now. 
And so a lifestyle brand, I think, signals to some people to say, oh, okay, there's more things than just one type of product. And when you said we're in e-commerce, what does that mean? So we, I mean, 99% of our business is direct to consumer. So it's all online. We've got a couple collaborations and we're in some stores, but it's not like Target. our main thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'll like just throw Target. that in there for you. <laughs> like Target. We, we're in Target. Every time fun. I walk by the end cap and I see it, I literally want to tap people on the shoulder and be like, I know her. <laughs> kind of like in Elf when he's like, I know him. <laughs> I'm going to be like, well, I know her. I, I mean, I go every, every, I mean, I was just in um, San Antonio and I we ran in to get a gift last minute for somebody. And I mean, I raced around like a lunatic looking for the end cap and straightened it up and just I'm just creeping on whoever is hanging out looking to possibly buy one or if they put it back, I want to go ask them like, what? Why? why'd you put it back? Yeah. Do you not like it? Is uh-huh. it too pink? Yeah. Anyway. Uh-huh. Okay. So e-commerce is mostly direct to customer. Most, yeah. Okay. So I interrupted you. So you started how long ago? And tell me about that. I started in 09. In your house. Feels like forever ago. In my house, yes. I was pregnant and... Which kid? With Jackson. With Jackson, your first, okay. Yeah, so it was an accident. It was not the plan. I just love paper and pens and notebooks and writing things down. And I love pretty things. I'm very motivated by deadlines and writing everything down. And then also I'm motivated if things are pretty, right? So if I'm going to dream and storyboard out something, I need the cutest post-it notes and pens and all of that. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I just wanted a tiny notebook that fit in my purse. And what were you doing for a job or were you working? I was working for myself. I had a little boutique graphic design agency. So I was a designer before graphic design. Okay. Logos, websites. So I... Basically, I printed out my logo for Micah May Design, which is not confusing at all now uh-huh. <laughs> for May Designs. Micah May Designs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and so I took moleskin notebooks, printed out my stick, like stickers with my logo, was carrying those around. And then I thought, I wish this whole thing had a design that was more reflective of my personality. So I started designing covers and then stapling them together and round cornering with a ghetto stapler. Really? Yeah. Or a round corner. Because I just wanted... And I really loved inside pages. And so I didn't like lines. And so I would print out a dot grid or a graph and test out all these inside pages for myself. Just in your spare time. And so then you have these notebooks. And when did you think, because there has to be this moment where you think, well, I think other people might like this. uh, Or I think I could design this. And you're probably like, just a side hustle, give it to your friends or whatever. What what happened? Is that how it happened? Yeah. I was, I was on the board of something called NABO, which is the National Association of Women Business Owners. Anyway, so I was the director of marketing at whatever, 24 in Dallas. And um, I knew a lot of women business owners. And it was amazing because even, you know, 10 years ago, there weren't as many women designers. Like, the, the past 10 years, so much has come, right? Instagram and Pinterest and all these crazy, amazing women creative entrepreneurs. A lot of these women that I knew that were running businesses and organizations had male graphic designers that weren't really getting the vibe them. of their brand. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing a lot of work for these CEOs doing their design and marketing materials. And so a couple of my meetings, I took my little notebooks in just for me to take notes in the meeting. And they said, as soon as you get done with my logo, I want, you know, 10, 25 of these books. And I thought, okay, I mean, I'll, I'll sell them. I'll figure it out and sell, find it. So a you didn't say you. like, oh, I made this for myself. I can't do this. You said, I'll figure it out. And, yeah, of yeah. course. Oh yeah. my God. You, if someone ever wants to buy anything you have, you just tell them yes and figure <laughs> it out. Note to sell. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, okay, so I was sitting around one night with my husband and said, oh, I got to figure out how much to sell these notebooks for, which he thought was the craziest thing ever that people wanted to buy my crazy scrapbook kind of thing. So that night I stayed up all night. I just got on a whim and I thought if this one person wants one, maybe more people would. And so I basically stole logos off of all these women's websites that I knew if I didn't have a high-res file, mocked up a version of a notebook that would be on brand for them, printed them all out. And by 6 a.m. I was done. I couldn't sleep. I can't sleep when I get an idea. So I literally did stay up all night and I had typed in, people had started to call them Micah May books uh-huh. because I was just carrying them around. Yeah. They're my, and your name is Micah May. Makes yeah. sense. And so 
maybooks.com was available. So I had bought that. That night. That night. (laughs) I made a logo, bought the domain, and then whipped up 10 business owner friends of mine, a kind of a comp to take them. And then I just started driving around the DFW Metroplex. I said, hey, hey, Linda, I'm downstairs. Can I just have five minutes? And I literally- You know, Linda? Like you went to people you knew because you were on the board. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, I mean, these were busy people, like attorney firm, law firms, all kinds of people, insurance agencies, multiple, you know, hundreds of employees said, Hey, here's a sample. This is a new endeavor. I'm holding a focus group right now with you. Would you buy one of these or a hundred of them for your employees? And they all said yes. And so I had sold a thousand by the end of the day, 10 women all said yes to this crazy new idea. And so I thought, okay, I guess this can scale. And so how were you going to make those? The same yeah, way you made the other the ones? next step. <laughs> I had to figure out how to make a thousand notebooks. It was crazy. And so that's when you went out and found help. No. You did them yourself. Yes. I mean, I, I was kind of, yeah, I was hacking them together myself. And then, then I kind of put myself through paper school and was interviewing printers and I really found the paper that I loved. And so, you know, the product kind of ebbed and yeah. flowed uh-huh. and tweaked it and every kind of client got a new version. Yeah, but, you, you know, I would learn out. something more and think, oh, this round corner is too big or too small or this stitching is too tight. I mean, they weren't drastically different. Right. And everyone was okay with that. I was very clear to say, I'm figuring this out. I'm pumped. I'll, I'm going to give you this first set. You're the second person who's bought these. Tell me what happens. You know, uh-huh. does the cover fall off? Yeah. And so people gave me feedback and I just kept tweaking it. And that's what happened. You know, I hear that a lot with people when they start companies and businesses, especially when they're geared towards women. I don't know if men do this or not, but like my friends who run Waterloo, the design earrings, they would give away earrings forever and they're working on something now. And they said, Hey, use this, wear it. Tell me what you love. Tell me what you hate. Tell me what happens before they start selling them. And I think that is really, really great advice. And even now when we're innovating and creating new things, I just buy a ton of samples and give them out. Same thing. Give them to our team. I want to use it as long as possible to know how it breaks down. Mm-hmm. And like my cute skirt that I have. Yes. I know. I love that skirt. So good. Um, okay. So, but when did it, like, when's the moment where you're passing them out to Linda at her office? And then when's the moment or is there a moment when all of a sudden you're now in e-commerce where people are coming to your website? Did you like how I use that? E-commerce. Like, I know. Slip that I'm in there. so proud of I myself. Yeah. So, um, well, quick step in between. So the, I did kind of corporate books for a while. And so it was, you know, completely custom to order for these women and their businesses who'd buy multiple of a thing. And my friends started to want them, but they could only buy one and they wanted, they didn't have a logo. And so I thought, well, your monogram or a pattern is more indicative of your personality. And so I made a, you know, a forward facing website, put a bunch of patterns up there, old school, like Chevron. Okay. Do you remember the year of the Chevron? Yes. So, you know, a zillion different colors of Chevron and polka dots and blah, blah, blah. And people, I mean, I just remember I was placing orders out of my house all the time and somebody placed an order that I didn't know. And that's when you went. And I just thought, this is, this is intoxicating. Like, Mm. I don't know this human, where are you? And how'd you find out about these books? And people would gift them people that I knew, you know, they'd come over. Okay. This is a great stocking stuff. I'm going to buy 10 and I'm sending one of my mother-in-law in in Wisconsin. And so then I, you know, I basically thought, okay, this is magic. Other people that I, you know, I had always just thought this will be fine. My friends. It was an accident. I wasn't planning on starting a, you know, a a giant brand. That was not my intention. I had two small kids by this time. And so anyway, I, I launched a national PR campaign, which meant I basically just sent a bunch of samples to magazine people that I did not know. And did someone tell you to do that though? Or did you think this this will be great? No, I just thought if I want to be in real simple, there's a masthead in every magazine that tells you who works at the magazine. So I'm just going to figure out what their email is. So if I see that there's a fashion editor named Christy Smith, I'm sure her email is k.smith at at, condonass.com or christy.smith. So I just would figure out all of those. Yes. BCC everybody and then get a hazillion returns. Exactly. And then the one might work. And so then I would use that formula (laughs) 
for this is brilliant. multiple others. And then, you know, one out of 100 uh-huh. people would email back like, hey, these are really fun. We'd love to have a sample. And then yeah. I would just overnight them something. And so I did this for months, months and months of ridiculous, mm-hmm. stupid grassroots style. And I ended up kind of face to face with this dear friend now named Tori Johnson, who does these segments on Good Morning America. And so she... I, you know, I was standing face to face with her and I had all my little books and I just said, Hey, I think I'm ready. I've got volume. I'm ready to, to do a live segment. And she put me on and that was a crazy thing. That That was December 1st of 2011. Okay. So in that day, it was just me, myself and I, and I thought I may get a, she said, be prepared for thousands of orders. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm ready. Got it, yeah. <laughs> when I was definitely not, right. you know, it was still just me. And um, yeah, she said, get ready for thousands of orders. I, my printer could do it, but I just didn't know all the other things that would break down when thousands of people ordered at one time, like the emails that would come in. I didn't have, I had the systems, quote unquote, in place, but not the bandwidth, mm-hmm. really. And so, yeah, there I was at 6 a.m., now just, you were on the show with your books, right? The, just the books. Okay, you weren't there. Spot. Nope. Okay. It was me, myself, and I in the dark at 5 a.m. wondering if I was going to be on because it was the moment, uh-huh. you know, and you don't watch it until it's live. Right. So anything could have happened. For sure. My web guy was in Florida, which is all set up, making sure service didn't crash, and we had him on speaker. And anyway, someone, some we had this thing called Get Clicky. So Get Clicky was kind of old school before Google Analytics had these maps that you could see. Uh And so it would show you when someone got on your website. So I had this US map up on one big screen and I'm just sitting there hoping that maybe someone would order something. Maybe anybody. Maybe any human. Uh And so 6 a.m., ding, there's someone in New York on my website. I thought, oh my gosh, it's happening. Like the producers are looking to make Uh, sure. You know what I mean? Great. At least the producer is on my website. Yeah. And then, yeah, within 15 minutes, like ding, ding, ding. And the whole Eastern seaboard just lights. Because it was up. up. Because it had gone up online. Uh The segment hadn't even aired yet. And I hit refresh and I had a thousand orders. Within? By 6 a.m., within four or five minutes. Right. And I just did not, I, I absolutely panicked. I was, I was not even excited. I, I just thought this, A, something has to be wrong. This can't be this right. This can't be right. Uh-huh. B, we haven't even aired yet. And it airs, you know, all the different time mm-hmm, zones. Yeah. And so I just, I started to absolutely freak out. And my phone started ringing, emails started coming in. And I just thought, I don't know what to do. And it was still just you. Yeah, just me. So that was a turning point for May so Designs. that moment was the day I quit my day job mm-hmm. <laughs> of my other stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, by the end of the day, we'd had about 33,000 orders. Oh. And I had to turn this, I had to turn it off because I would. Now, okay, I, can you just give me a little bit of spectrum? You had 33,000 orders that day. Roughly, you probably don't know. How many orders had you fulfilled before then? 80. 80. In a single day. 80. I mean, like the max... Of the random people that I knew mm-hmm. and I didn't have an email campaign really set up, you know, but I mean, if I had a Thanksgiving sale and put it up on Facebook for my friends right. and the couple humans who have known about uh-huh. my business, I may sell, have sold, you know, 50, uh-huh. 75. Which would have been a great day for a small business day. owner. Right. Yeah. Yep. So oh 33,000. Yeah. So anyway, that is a... It was a crazy, crazy time. And I think that in that season, it was a 30-day season, legitimately, December 1st through January 1st, where, I mean, I lost 12 pounds. I had two small kids at home. I, in the middle of the night, decided I had to fly to where my production facility was because I had to manage it all. It was too crazy. Trying to get them on the phone. We're checking on orders. I just said, I'm literally just going to go and spend the night in my facility until these orders get out. And so I left in the middle of the night. I... At 2 a.m., I was crying my eyeballs out. I had woken up my husband and I just said, I can't do this. You know, I think we were probably six or seven days in and just the, I had 15,000 emails from people who said, oh, I want to change my mind. I want this oh other gosh. pattern, right? Or fill in the blank, like whatever. Nightmare after nightmare had happened from a customer service standpoint and just capacity when there was only just me answering. Right. I mean, 15,000 emails is absolutely unsustainable. So I just said, I've got all of these people's money, uh-huh. right? You paid 
it got into money into my account, which I've never seen that amount of money before in my life. It was just little old me with mm-hmm. a one-year-old and a two-year-old begging for my attention. It's Christmas and I'm on my knees boohooing like a baby. And my husband just said, babe, this is the moment you were born for. Like you've got this and there's no turning back. You can either pull your stuff together and decide how to figure this out and I will handle the kids in Christmas. You go and do what you need to do or you can call it done and basically bankrupt the company and, you know, just and 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 wave the white flag yeah. and say, I can't fulfill these orders. It's too stressful. And I'm like, hell no. Yeah, I'm not no, doing that. I'm not giving up. Yeah. And I at 2 a.m. booked a flight at six to fly to Tennessee where my production facility was in the middle of the night. I literally called a car. I was not even able to drive. I was so weak. I hadn't eaten. I was I hadn't slept. So I was just mentally not fully uh-huh. okay. Yeah. And I just thought I had to get out of my house with my kids. The stress of trying to figure out things at one time. I was literally working 20 hours a day and to to just figure all this out. And so, yeah, I left like basically in my pajamas with a toothbrush and flew to my production facility. You probably walked in and they're like, oh my gosh, she's here. Oh yeah, that that did happen. All that to say, we spent $40,000 in FedEx getting every single order snuggled under the tree that Christmas Eve and gave myself a little... MBA in that moment of everything, learning how to ship, learning how to get credit. I had never, I was trying to figure out how to buy more paper and stitching machines. And I didn't even have. With like your personal bank account. Yes. Right. Yes. I did not even, I mean, I had one business account, but I didn't have $80,000 on a business credit card. So I was calling my bank going, I have the money. Let me just, I need to charge 60,000 and then I'll call you right back and pay it off. Okay. And then can I charge another 30? And I'd never done any of that before. So I just figured it out. Hi. I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. You were talking just now about um, what your husband said to you. I got tears in my eyes because oh. I feel like there is when someone is at this kind of crossroad like you were at, um, and I've had moments in my life like this. I feel like there's usually someone who kind of shakes you into reality, like looks at you square in the eyes and says, "You can do this. Yeah, you were made for this." Like you said, and they give you this alternative, like, "Or oh, you can quit." And then we kind of wake up and go, no, uh, no I don't quit. I'm not a quitter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that story so much. And I think a lot of people will be listening and they're like, I have a dream. I have a dream to start a business, whatever it might be. I mean, I see people all the time. Like I just saw someone on Facebook the other day. She's like a friend of a friend of a friend. You know, we met before and she just bought this house and she's going to open up a yoga studio. And I'm just like, I love to watch people follow their dreams. It's one of my most favorite things. Me too. Me too. Um, but I also know it's stinking hard. It is stinking hard. And I, you know, even me just stepping out and doing the happy hour and writing a book, like it, it caused, I had to do like, I had to sacrifice things. I had to leave my family to go write a book. You know, like Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of work. It takes a toll. Yes. What is your best encouragement for someone who's listening and thinking, okay, I love Micah's story and I have something in me like she does. What, like if you had like just a few minutes with them, and I know that seems weird because it's like this big overarching kind of goal, but what would you say to them? I think, I think just start. Mm. I mean, for me, I just started small. I did not have a fancy business plan. I didn't have investors. Everything was completely grassroots and basically still is, you know, I'm kind of just limping along trying to figure out my next steps. At a different level. I mean, it just looks different. Yes. And so I think had I, I think there comes this level of grief sometimes when you make a perfect plan on paper and then you're not able to change your expectations with what it's a living, breathing, organic thing. I mean, having a business and being in tune with the direction that it needs to go is not something sometimes that fits onto a spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. And so especially, you know, I'm a believer and I just, I've got to trust my gut a lot of times. And I think that's been one of the hardest things as a leader where there's a team of people trusting me 
And sometimes, especially with business partners, just all the complexities as you get bigger, when I'm just going, I just want to trust what the Holy Spirit's telling me to Mm -hmm. do. And it doesn't fit right here in this tiny cell in, you know, my Google Doc. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think what I would say is start small, make a business plan if you need to write it out for crying out loud, like Mm -hmm. get, get to storyboarding and make a plan, but be ready to abandon the plan and go with the flow if you need to and adjust your target market or whatever it is. And I think too, I, you know, I think I've, I've, I've been in a room with several entrepreneurs that were young, that were wide eyed and so excited and just said, Hey, you know, what's your, what's your, I, I asked them, I said, Hey, why do you want to start a business? And I was pretty shocked at what I heard. Some of them, you know, we went around the room and several people just said, well, cause I want to make my own schedule. Mm-hmm. Well, I want more time to invest in my friendships and, you know, have a leisurely lunch every now and then, or go to yoga and, you know, have this more well-rounded life. And I said, I listened to everybody and then I literally stood up and looked them all in the eye and I said, then you should run as far away from starting a business as possible. Sure, there's some perks and set your own schedule and some of those things, but it is not for the faint at heart. I probably work three to four to five nights out of the week, at least at the beginning. At your house on the couch. Well, now you still do. Until 1 a.m. Yes, because there's, there's just so much that needs to be done. And nobody loves your business like you do. No, no one cares about it like you do. All of that. It could be your best employee, employee of the year. And they, at the end of the day, they don't care about many designs like you do. No. And I think that, you know, obviously we don't want to go down this particular tangent of Instagram and all of that. What you see, right? You mm-hmm. might see me posting, oh, I'm at this place and I'm at this coffee shop and I'm okay. That's one in a million times that looks a tiny bit glamorous <laughs> to be oh, I'm, I'm just planning with my coffee at this fa- fabulous totally. place. Right. It's just not like that most of the time. Um, and so, yeah, I think that it sounds like I just told everyone to not start a business, but that is not it. I love, I am so passionate about artists and entrepreneurs and dreamers. And yes, you should do it, but just get going. Start, start small, find help, figure out what you love to do and figure out who can come alongside you and encourage you and support you, but also take away some of those pieces that um, are really challenging and not how you're wired. Yeah, totally. And I don't want to, I don't want to spend a lot of time here because I, I, we talk about this a lot on here with people who are um, like you, who are running their business and making things happen. The myth that you can do it all. Yeah. It's it's a myth. It's a lie. hundred percent. You yes. know what I mean? And so yes. I feel like I always want to debunk that. If people look and be like, God, Micah does it all. She like, she's with her kids every night and she has, she's with her husband on date nights three times a week and she runs a business and she looks fabulous and her house looks great and her, all these things. Yeah. And it's just not, not true. true. Yeah, no. Because you don't, you can't do them all. Can't do them all. No. So let me just go down the list. Do you have someone that cleans your house? Yep. Okay. Me too. Do you have someone that babysits for you sometimes? Yes. Yes. You know, just the things like that where it's like, okay, I can't do them all. Have to, have to have help. And help can look different. It's not- At different seasons. Different seasons, but different for everybody. Uh You know, I mean, so what I did was I made a list of basically kind of all the pain points in life, right? Just, I went through every Monday. What's my Monday look like? What's Tuesday look like? Dropping the kids off, then picking the kids up. Someone's got to go to the grocery store. Someone's actually got to cook. I literally went down everything, everything that that would happen happen on a Monday, right? From laundry to making the bed to all of it, putting the kids to bed. And then I just wrote down the things that I was emotionally attached to, because I think that there's a difference and you can start to borrow guilt from things that I didn't even want to do. Oh, I see. Does okay. that make sense? Yes. Like I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not taking my kids to school, but guess what? I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. I want to pick them up. I, when, when I'm leaving the kids, there's all this trauma involved on all, right. all accounts. Like my kids are going, bye mom. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> if my husband drops them off, it's like, see ya. See ya. Yeah, exactly. But, but when I get to see them and I look in the eye and how is your day? Those are the things I want to do. So I wrote down all those types, like pickups are more, I care about more than drop off. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like, bye, see ya. I like how you said the things you were more emotionally attached to. Because that's the key, right? I don't yes. want to have guilt for stuff that I'm not actually even, that's I good. don't really care about. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that is important to me, like putting my kids to bed is really important. 
And as many nights as possible, I want to be the one that's putting them to bed. So you wrote all those things down. You wrote the things that you are emotionally attached to. So you don't want to feel guilty that you don't take them to school because you don't care. Right. Not that you don't care, but you know what I mean. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, of course. Okay. And then what? And then same thing. John, and then I wrote down things that are best for me to do regardless if I'm emotionally attached, right? right? Like things I just need to do. Uh-huh. Um, and then Jonathan wrote the same thing. And then if there were, we, then we took a really good look at the list. What's left? Who? out of the two parents here. Yeah. What, who doesn't have, yeah. A, what doesn't have a name by it? Yeah. And can we, is there a way to outsource it or figure it out? Right. Maybe it was Instacart for a while mm-hmm. getting groceries or was actually getting the meals, right. A hello fresh yeah. or some of those. Uh-huh. We've tried the gamut of a uh-huh. bunch of these meal type of places. Yeah. And some of those work in seasons. And then we've abandoned those because the delivery time isn't right and blah, 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 whatever. whatever. Yeah. So I think that, um, but you, here's my be- my best advice is to get very specific with what you need and believe that there's someone that can help and fill that role. Whether, you know, I think when our, it we'll is. say a lie, oh, I can't afford, a, you know, a nanny or no one would want to come to my house from just, you know, 10 a.m. to noon to help pick up uh-huh. all the toys and make the beds and maybe just throw a load of laundry in because there's two working parents mm-hmm. and it's cray cray at my house yeah. when I walk in the door. Yeah figure out exactly what you need and then put it out into the world yeah. and find someone for uh-huh. that role. Yeah. When I was in college and you have this flexible schedule, I would have I would have loved to have had some kind of job where I could step into someone's world and do that. Um, I know I have a friend who, she had a friend who had a bunch of kids and they were homeschooled. And so those older kids would go to people's houses like you're in my house and help with the kids for like two hours a day. Yes. And they may have been like 16, 17, 18, but they still had the time and they could go help. So you can find it. You Absolutely. can do it. I, we were living um, in Dallas and there was a sweet gal. She was probably 11 or 12 who loved to just be at our house. Uh-huh. And she was a great help. I had the little, little babies. And when I was just at my home trying to run around and get dishes or anything done or sneak in a couple of 30 minutes of more work, she would come over. I would just text her mom. She would walk down and I would pay her. I had a little rounder of May books. So I would just pay her notebooks and it doesn't have to be expensive. Mm -hmm. I think those are the lies that you would tell yourself, you know, oh, I don't have all this extra money. There are so many other ways around it. Mm -hmm. That is my favorite thing you've said is to figure out what you're emotionally attached to and not feel guilty if you're not. Because you know what I'm not emotionally attached to? Like school parties. Mm. But I feel guilty when I don't go there because all the moms do. But I actually hate them. They literally make my skin crawl. I hate them so much. You've got to get rid of those in your life. I know. And, and so the first step is you need to just have a discussion with your kids. Yeah. And do you guys want me to be there? And they do. And that's why I go. And that's why you go. That's exactly why I go. You go there for your And I kid. go and I show up late. And, and I kind of like, I feel kind of weird and uncomfortable. And, and then I leave. It's just those those social settings make me nervous as well. I don't know anyone. I don't love them either. You know, they're just not my favorite. Um, but I have my last one in elementary is fourth grade. So I've got like, I have one more Christmas party on my list oh my next year in fifth grade. And then they don't do that anymore. I'm just Praise beginning. Jesus. I know oh, you're man. just beginning. And look, I'm not the room mom. <sighs> I'm never. I was once. I am never that, you know, I'm, I, I don't want to in this season of my life. Yeah. I love my, the teachers and educators mm-hmm. and Team Jacks and the group of people who are love loving my children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm obsessed with teachers and the entire system. Uh-huh. I just don't have capacity yeah. to be on, well, on the P- like, in the PTA or the room mom right yeah. now. Well, like our mutual friend Jessica says, she's thankful for those who love it yes. because it gives us the opportunity who that's not our thing to thrive in other ways. Yep. You know, I can send you money and I can send you cookies and someone actually loves that. And so they get to step into their gifting yep. and they get to put on class parties. Yes. And they love it. And, and we love, love them. Yes. We love them. Love them. Love Everyone them. go, just you do you, right? Don't there try and go. be someone else. Do the thing that you're supposed to do and everyone will yeah. fall into the little yeah. cracks. That's right. Okay, guys, I know you're loving this conversation with Micah, but I want to thank our sponsors. The first sponsor I want to thank is ZipRecruiter. A fresh new year has begun, guys. It is 2018. And if you're setting new goals for your business, it's extremely difficult to reach them without the right people on your team. And ZipRecruiter has transformed how you go about finding those people. ZipRecruiter posts your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. Then ZipRecruiter actively looks for the most qualified candidates and invites them to apply. They even review every application to identify the top candidates so you never miss a great match. 
It's no wonder that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day, guys. ZipRecruiter is basically the smartest way to hire. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash HH. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash HH. One more time to try for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash HH. All right, guys, I also want to thank another one of our sponsors, and that is iFit. Okay, guys, it's a new year. Christmas is over. New Year's Day is over. It's a brand new year in front of us. And if you're like me, we all indulged a little bit more over the holidays. It can also be harder to ensure that we're getting all of our nutrients in over the holidays. That's why there's iFit Nourish, a customized protein drink that's jam-packed with all the essential nutrients that you need. iFit Nourish is unlike any other nutritional shake. It allows you to personalize your mix while delivering the highest quality of fruits, veggies, and protein, plus 25 essential vitamins and minerals. And since iFit Nourish is passionate and picky about their ingredients, there's no artificial flavors, no added colors, no preservatives, and no fillers, ever iFit Nourish focuses on the basics of human nutrition. So with every single ingredient in your formula is included for a reason and backed with extensive research. And don't worry, guys, all their flavors have been approved by a panel of taste judges and are completely delicious. If you're ready to simplify your life, go to iFitNourish.com slash Jamie for a free 14 serving bag of iFit Nourish mix and a shaker bottle. It's hassle free and 100% convenient. That's iFitNourish.com slash Jamie to create your unique mix today. You guys, I did this and I went online and I filled all the information out, what my goals were. And then I got a bag of iFit Nourish that was customized just for me and my needs. I think you're going to love it. iFitNourish.com slash Jamie. All right, here is the rest of my conversation with Micah May. Uh, Micah, it's the brand new year. Do you love New Year's? Like not New Year's, but a new year. I am obsessed with New Year. Because you you strike me as a goal setter. Love it. Let's plan out. Planner, give me all the calendars and pens and highlighters. And I just... Yes, I can't wait to get, I mean, and for weeks leading up to it, and then I, I can't get enough, you know? Okay, so I just love it. it's January 3rd, brand new year, 2018. You have already, you're already prepared for 2018. What'd you do in December? And make it where if someone's listening, they're like, oh crap, well, she did in December. Is this something that someone oh, can do right now? Yes. Okay, tell us it's what you did. It's never too late. That's the other scarcity mentality. It is never too late to just pull your crap together. I love it. No matter what, mm-hmm. start in freaking April. It does not matter. That's right. Um, okay. So what we do, my husband and I have done this for a decade. Basically we get together at the end of December or early January or late. My birthday is January 20th. We've actually done it lots of times on my birthday weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we go through kind of a year in review, 2017, we call it a dreamcation. And sometimes it's a staycation uh-huh. where, you know, we had littles. I was nursing. It was just all we could do to get away for one evening. Yeah. Or if there's more money and more time and grandparents that are willing to watch the kids, we might escape and go somewhere for a couple of days. But the most important part is scheduling time with each other. And then we literally go through every area of our life. So finances, kids, we go through each kid habits that we have crept in because I think that, that those happen where you suddenly go, you know what? Bedtime has, you know, it's gotten later and later or we're we've gotten into this really weird rut where as soon as I walk in the door, I do this and you do that. And I don't love the way that we're doing X. Let's change that. So it's a time for us to just go through everything that we're doing, evaluate if we love it or not, and then make the change. It is the best. And I mean, it's it's not like connection with my husband, but it's just us getting on the same page and being extremely intentional about how to love and spend our time. We love our kids. I mean, we, we go through relationships from our family down to friends and say, who is in our life that really brings us joy? Who drains us? Mm-hmm. Who is someone that has been there that for whatever reason isn't life-giving? And do we want to spend more time with them? You know, how yeah. can we spend more time with these people that do bring us life? And we just, we're ruthless about it. We write everything down and make make a plan and decide. I mean, a supper club was born out of that this past year. We decided that we really wanted to have a once a month supper club with friends that was intentional and that happened. And so I think that, yeah, it's all fun and games if you, but if you don't have a plan, you're not going to do it. 
Do you do this for your business as well? I do. It's harder to find time for me to do it. Who do you bring in for that? Uh, Nobody. Me, myself, and I. It's you. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. In the past, I mean, I'm, I'm right now by myself. I don't have any partners. Okay. And so in the past, I've had a partner almost every other year that we would do that. We would spend a weekend, plan, figure out all the initiatives. So I'm doing that now, but our team will help in, jump in all the time. Right. So we're, we're doing that together. Okay. Setting the pace, figuring out which products we're going to launch. We set a tech roadmap for all the initiatives and things we're committing to. What's a tech new roadmap? F- so like technology? Yeah. Okay. Got it. Like, our, like new features. Okay. We're working on a custom logo uploader in 2018 where you could essentially upload, the happy, hour upload logo. the happy hour logo and get a tumbler. Okay. Oh, that's brilliant. I'll send you one anyways. Okay. That's um, brilliant. So, you know, we make a tech roadmap and say, okay, how long is that feature going to take on the website? How critical is it for revenue? When do we want to do that? When is there going to be time? You know, and I've used Jenny Allen's mm-hmm. dream yeah. dream guide yeah. for years. And then I took hers and just, you know, tweaked it, a bit tweaked to make it, it yours. to make it yeah. my own. Because uh-huh. there's, yeah, things that I, yeah, the, yeah. my brain works differently. Uh-huh. So I love that. I love the idea of looking forward and looking back. Um, I really love looking back. And I think a lot of people are like, you need to let it go and move on. And there is some, there is some really big validity to like letting the past be the past and go on. But I think we can learn a lot from it. You know, like what you're saying, like what worked and what didn't work and what changed, what pivot do we need to make for the next year um, personally? And, and I, I really struggle with looking back. That is fair. It's an exercise of discipline for me. You want to let it go. No. So strength finders, like uh-huh. one of my favorite, favorite things. So my first strength is future, which who knew that was a strength? I didn't. Isn't that a weird strength? Okay. I literally. You are a future minded person. Human. Okay. And then number two is ideation. So ideas. I basically just want to sit around and dream up <laughs> ideas for the future, which is exciting and great. It's just, I, I don't look at the past much yeah. or ever. Uh-huh. And so once a year, I'm kind of like, I'm going to make quick, myself. quick, quick. What are the habits? Boom. And then let's figure out how to change them for the future. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, and you know, I mean, this cuts both ways. I am so obsessed with the future that it is very hard for me to be in the present. Really? It's one of my greatest challenges is ever since I was even little, I'd be riding in the car and my mom would say, you know, whatever. And I'm like, well, where are we going next? What are we doing? I'm just can't stop with what is coming. And I'm, I'm, I mean, down to my whole day, not just big picture, but I mean, what am I doing after this? Is it going to be efficient? I'm going to get my car. I'm going to do this. I plan every five, 10, 20 minutes, which is a, is a challenge. Yes. Okay. Micah, you have been married for how long? 12 years, 12 years. And you guys have three kids, three kids. Um, Jackson's your oldest. Mm -hmm. And then tell me Madeline is seven, seven. Harper is four and Harper is four. And how old is Jackson? Eight. So eight, seven, four. Eight, seven, four. So you had two babies quickly. 16 months. Yeah, I know. It was... And that was in the midst of Good Morning America. Well, You had I, two babies already when you I went on. I had... Yes, I had two babies. So I had Jackson when I had Mike and May Design and then May Books. Okay. So okay. then he was born, which was just... Yeah. And, you know, so for those listening who don't know, Jackson has Down syndrome, which was a total surprise when we did you, did you know before he was born no okay Mm-mm. first baby how old were you first baby 27 which I don't know much about statistics but is that rare for first baby mom 27 yeah okay I mean I think and I think that it, it happens more and more now okay. no matter what yeah your age or anything mm-hmm. but I think that as you get older yes that's that the statistic goes higher mm-hmm. I'll never forget when Heather Avis was on the show and she was telling me, I mean, I mean, literally blew my mind about the medical community. Not everybody. I know some very amazing doctors who would never do this. Um, but still in 2017, 2018, still advising women to abort mm-hmm. when they find out that their baby has Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it, it blew me away. Well, so, okay. So Jackson was born and, you know, we, this is classic Micah personality. I did not choose. I don't know the things to do. Uh-huh. I don't follow, I guess, like you normal what protocol you for anything. Okay. And so I guess when you get pregnant, you go to the hospital, you like interview a bunch of pediatricians ahead of time and you pick one. No, I didn't do any of that. I'm like, 
whatever. I will figure it out later. Right, right. <laughs> like we'll get there in the future. So yeah. I didn't have an actual pediatrician. I had my OB who I loved and I was just going to trust that everything was going to be fine. And if not, I had the skills to figure it out, right. you know? So this pediatrician on call is what happens. If you uh-huh. haven't designated yeah. your mom, uh-huh. they come in the hospital, the pediatrician on call will do their rounds and just say, okay, here, like healthy baby. We're doing the sound hearing, whatever. So this pediatrician comes in and she has actually changed clothes. She is not even in her scrubs anymore. And she has her purse on her shoulder. She's heading home. Heading home. I am drugged up and have been, you know, I would been labor for 12 hours and then C-section. So I had to like been up for, you know, two you days. Get a C-section. Yeah. So had you seen Jackson? Barely. Seen him. Yeah. Barely. Seen him. No, had been with him all day. Oh, okay. Okay. Got no, it. No one had mentioned anything. So here we are. I am... People come in and out of the hospital all the time. They're kind of checking stuff. So I'm just like, oh, it's one more person. Please just leave. I want to sleep. And she said, okay, you know, Jackson looks great. Um, I'll tell you guys more tomorrow. I'm heading out for dinner. But yeah, there's there's some signs that possibly he has trisomy 21, you know, probably like 50, 50, 50 chance. Uh, We're going to run some tests and we'll, you know, see y'all later. That was it. And I was like, wait. Did you know what that was? I would I'm not have sorry, known what that what? was. I think I did. No, I did. Yeah. Um, or maybe she had said trisomy 21, which is Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. I knew it was a genetic disorder for yeah. sure. And so I just thought, what? Can you, do you mind coming in a little bit closer? Like, could you just walk over here? <laughs> let me wake up. Down? Let me kind of, yeah. Like, let me, uh-huh. oh, I didn't know you were going to tell me something like that. Like, what are you, what signs are you seeing? What does that mean for what, what, what? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, was Jonathan in there? Jonathan was there. Our family had gone to grab dinner. So it was just us. And we just were, we were just totally shocked. And I remember just thinking, okay, all right. If if Jack, and I remember just looking, then I looked at him with new eyes, right? I would think I was holding him even to like, oh, do I don't know. Your face is all swollen anyway. Like you newborns, said it, yeah. are, like you just came out of my body uh-huh. and I'm still learning what he looks like yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. And do you have Down syndrome? And, you know, she left and Jonathan and I just were like, what, what if he does? I think he probably does. You know, she, she made it seem like it's 50, 50 chance, but she was pretty confident. She was pretty confident. And she kind of went through, okay, the semi-increase in the hand and the eyes and this and the webbing of the toe, all these things. And he had everything. And so we just thought, okay, this is, this is happening. And I think probably the first inclination is Google it, right? Like, what does this mean? What's the life expectancy? What is, what's going to be our things that we're dealing with? And, um, I think we just cried. I think he literally climbed into bed with me in my, in my little hospital bed and just, we just wept and cried out to God to ask, what do we do now? What is this going to mean for our life? And I think that in that moment, I kind of, and in the weeks following, I feel like I got this index card of everything that would be limiting to Jackson. And I got a sneak peek as a mother of what those could be. When no mom gets those ever, when you get, you, you, you know, you're handed a baby, whether biological, through adoption, whatever, however you're growing your family, you do not get a index card that says, you know, Micah is going to really suck at math. She's not going to make the cheerleading squad. She's going to struggle with X, Y, and Z. My mom didn't get that card for me. And then have all this preconceived notion about me going in and anxiety in my tumbling class about whether or not I would or would never make a cheerleading fill in the blank, right? From small things to big things. And I think that that's what happens. That's how I felt is I just thought, you know what? I've got this index card and I'm I'm just going to put it away. I'm not going to look at it because it was too painful for me. And because I'm so future oriented, I was borrowing so much grief and, you know, the expectations that you have for a son or a daughter or whatever it is that you're going to go do together. Right. You know, especially because it was a boy, I think for my husband, like, is he ever going to be able to throw a ball with me? Is he ever going to fill in the blank of just endless things that you imagine? I don't want to borrow the future. And so here's what, here's what it is. When I think about the future, it, those are the moments that I potentially feel sad mm. where I think, what if, 
you know, when he was really little, what if, what if it takes, what if he doesn't walk until he's two or three? Oh my gosh. And what is that going to mean? And, but a lot of it was just me feeling sad about myself. What is that going to, how is that going to reflect on me as a mom? Mm -hmm. What are other people at the playground going to think when their two-year-olds are running around and my two-year-old isn't? And are they going to think that I'm not a great mom? Right. And so then there's this like all this additional kind of spiraling of emotional never ending. You can go on forever like that. Forever. And so when, but do you know what? Jackson didn't walk till 27 months. I'm not sad about it at all. Mm -hmm. It wasn't sad at the time. And the present is never, ever sad. It's borrowing from the future that is sad Mm -hmm. for me. And so that's that index card is this future thing of what could happen. And that's where potential, my, my mind can wander and feel negative feelings toward whatever it might be. And this, but the past is not sad and the present is never, ever, ever sad. It's so full of joy. That is such a good word um, for any person. I mean, I am not parenting any kids um, with special needs, but one of my sons does have um, a disease that's he's in remission for, and it's not curable and all the things. And what you just said, it like made me feel what I, what Mm. it it described what I feel sometimes. The only time I feel sad about it is when I think, what if it comes back? What if it shows up again? I'm not sad right now. Mm -mm. Everything's great. You know? And so why would, I love your phrase of borrowing that grief. Why am I going to sit in that grief when it's not today? Mm -mm. And you know, God is going to give you the strength and there's going to be a huge community of people around you to help you if, and when that grief comes back. Yeah. Well, I know that you have a huge community um, that you love, um, a bunch of mamas who are parenting kids with Down syndrome. And it's fun to see you guys um, cheer each other on and encourage each other and be with each other because there is something to be said about people who understand what you're living and people who understand what you're going through. Because as much as I can support you as a friend, I do not have a child with Down syndrome. And so when you find that group of people who get it, mm-hmm. um, it's the same way for me with um, people who had who have adopted older kids, that we get each other. You get each There's other. things that we get that no one would get. <clears throat> um, and so you even got a tattoo this year. I know. <laughs> I saw it while I'm ago. I'm such shock. <laughs> you did a spur of the moment tattoo, which is one of my, num- was it spur of the moment? Oh, Yes. It's, it's my number one don't do in life. <laughs> it's, <laughs> spur of the moment it's a tattoo. spur of the moment tattoo. Uh, <sighs> but yours is beautiful. Usually they come out with like people end up with like just <laughs> Mickey Mouse on the Mickey back. Mouse on their calf or something. <laughs> yes, and nobody yes. needs that. Um, uh, but it's beautiful. Thank you. You know, this is this is such a fun story because I am a designer at heart. And that's my number one reason why I have never gotten a tattoo because I can't commit to a font or a phrase or a thing like on my body that I can't change because I change my mind all the time and I want it to be new and fresh. So I you just end up with not, like a Chevron pattern. Oh, can you even imagine? Right. So I just did not want that to happen. And so I think that I, this is so crazy, but I had this recurring dream of when I would, w- I would wake up and my dream would be that I received a tattoo of these, of three arrows right here on the inside of my arm, really big. So facing down and they're black, very thin lined, that was a reoccurring dream years. What did it represent? I don't know. Okay. And so I, we're, I'm at this retreat with a bunch of people just a couple months ago, all who have kids with Down syndrome and we're chatting and one thing led to another. And there was this like, we are getting matching tattoos, right? Just like a group of 25 crazy people that love each other. We just started dreaming up weird ideas. And I, you know, they're like, are you in? And I'm like, guys, I'm what does it look like? Do you know what I mean? Like (laughs) I am not in unless, and I said, look, I've had this dream and this is the only thing that I can even think about possibly getting my body because I feel like it's a sign. And so I start describing what my dream was and how this looks. People just start tearing up, crying. They're like, oh my gosh, it's three arrows for trisomy 21 and arrows mean this. And people pulling out scripture, versus all kinds of different things that arrows mean to them and their walks with their kids. And so all of a sudden it spiraled into this, like everyone was just getting chills and crying. They're like, that is what we're getting. So I took a Sharpie and I just started drawing different scale, these, you know, what was in my dream on people everywhere, right? Like, okay, well, what if it was on this other part of your arm? Or what if it was over here? What if it was smaller? What if it was bigger? And so I actually had to leave the retreat. I was speaking in Dallas. So I got a bit 
freaking 5 a.m., drove to Dallas, gave a keynote, and then got back in my car. So I had four hours, eight hours, basically. Uh And I started calling every tattoo artist in Austin to see if they would come to this crazy ranch and tattoo 25 women with a bunch of arrows. And of course, no one could because that's weird. And also it was ACL. They were completely They're busy giving tattoos to drunk people. Yes. Yes. Totally busy. Um, They're like, if you come Sunday at noon, we take walk-ins, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, people had flown in for this conference, this retreat from everywhere. So tons of people were leaving, flying back. But there ended up being, I think, eight of us who got it. And so it's so fun. I love it. it, it, And I still love it. I mean, every day I look at it and I feel less alone. Uh And I'm reminded of this tribe. And, you know, we put it online and more and more people are getting it, right? It wasn't, Mm -hmm. it is not an exclusive thing. You should go and get it if you're listening and (laughs) you're part of the lucky few or whatever, whatever a community means to you. It's just, it's a connection to this group of people who is so, so meaningful. I love it. Well, I love um, when you post videos of your whole family and dance parties and reading books and making tents and all the things that you guys do in your beautiful playroom. Um, but I really, really love when we get to see Jackson on there as well. I don't know that um, people do that as well. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Ooh. Summarize with AI in a click. click, click, click. Writer's block? Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. Canva. Uh, okay, Micah, I end every interview the same. What three things are you loving and what are you reading? I'm a spastic reader. I kind of buy all the books and read them all intermittently. What do you read? I read, I read a lot on the planes. Okay, yeah. And when I travel mm-hmm. and then sometimes at night. Yeah. It depends. And I'm trying to get better at taking a day away. We talked about this earlier outside of my office so that I don't physically go in because I think I mess things up when I go in uh-huh. and going away and still working. But I would love to take an hour and yeah, to read. Um, so I read mostly business books. Okay. Tell so me what I'm you got. Super dorky. So um, essentialism. Have you read that? No. Chin Hatmaker loves it. Some Uh other people just told me, and especially because I've got so many ideas, it is supposed to rein those in and be laser beam focused on the things that are absolutely critical and how that opportunity, like gives you even more opportunity, right? Because I I do have that scarcity mentality. I want to do everything. I want to do it all. But if I do say no, other opportunities come up, right? Yeah. And this high performance habits I just bought, so excited to read that. I love self-help slash business books. Right. Those are my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I just got another book called Leading on Empty, which um, I'm really excited to to kind of get into because I am not a maintainer. I am a starter. Mm-hmm. I love to get things going. You're an idea future. I'm an idea future mm-hmm. strategy person. Um, and so, you know, I'm nine years into my business and I'm finding myself exhausted yeah. and tired and I want to lead our team so well. Mm-hmm. And they all know this, but you know, what would it look like? What would almost a mini sabbatical look like for me? Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if that's a thing that I would want to do, yeah. but I am kind of trying that idea on. And a sabbatical might look really different you can for me. Make it, it what might you not want, yeah. be, it might not be that I stop doing what I'm doing, it might mean I do something else for a minute, yeah. one day out of the week. Mm-hmm. Because I think that, yeah, the daily grind has been challenging. So leading on empty kind of goes through Jessica some of talk that. about that. Yeah, she told me. Yeah. I, we, we panic sometimes uh-huh. in the middle of the week and yeah. call each other. And uh-huh. so she's like, you got to get this book. Yes. So she told me about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. What three things are you loving? Okay. I am absolutely obsessed with my new Spanx leggings. Do you have them on right now? I I keep looking because I don't want to be weird in the interview and stare at your legs. You have to get them. Um, These are from Anthropology, but they're this like faux leather. And I just think they're, they come all the way up high. They suck it all in. And And they're from Spanx. They're from Spanx. They're not thin. Spanx girl. And they're not, and they don't, um, they're not uncomfortable. Like they're not like you're in your mind, what you think about Spanx. They're just, they're just awesome leggings that do all the right things. And from a 
like crazy girl fan business lady person. I am obsessed with Sarah Blakely. I think she's genius. She still owned a hundred percent of her company. She's genius. So, um, yeah, I really love these Sphinx leggings. I'm Um, not a leggings person. You're not. No. Um, I mean, there's, there's rules for leggings. I wear them to get around the house all the time, you know, cover, cover all the important assets. Yeah. And I think I'm not a leggings person because Aaron is not like, Aaron is like, does not like leggings. He doesn't? No. And I think it's kind of, I think it's moved on to me to where I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to wear leggings around him because I know in his head, he's like, I hate leggings. Now I'm self-conscious about my leggings. No, not you. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> don't be self-conscious. Um, Aaron's weird about leggings. Okay. Um, I have been staring at them. So I love They're them. Good. Okay. What else are you loving? Them. They're probably on sale right now. Um, I am loving print. Okay. So this is on the 2018 planning thing. But one thing I did that was so weird last year for the business is I got a calendar and we basically put every email, every pattern launch, every everything on the calendar when we did it. And because I need it printed out sometimes. I mean, my whole world is on my phone, digital screens. And there is just for crying out loud, sometimes I just need to see a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. And so we, I printed them out January through December and literally bound it old school Kinko style at the top. Went back to your roots. Went back to the (laughs) roots. And then I made a blank one for 2017. So I had 2016 and then 2017 with everything so that when I know, oh, hey, it's Valentine's. I wonder what we did last year. I can go back and look in two seconds. When did we send the email? How long did the sale last? How much revenue each day was it? Oh, well, Valentine's fell on a Monday and this year it's on a Sunday. All that. I'm so visual. And so I'm doing that right now. And I'm carrying around so many crazy papers in my bag right now of just my dreamcation Uh and like me designs. And I'm just, I'm in heaven with all my paper planning right now. I love it. And it's so fun for me. Well, um, do you have them all in your little binder thing? What I'll do y'all call show that? You later. Oh, a folio. Folio. No, we talked about that on small. the holiday like, gift guide. Yes. It was so beautiful. Uh, no, I will show you, you later. Have ones. I have, it's a big, it's like a, no, it's paper. It's printed out. Okay. Yeah. It's a calendar that we printed out. Okay. So you're amazing. Sarah Blakely. Thanks. Thanks. The planning your calendar thing. planning. And then what else? Um, okay. So I, I'm a product like person for my hair uh-huh. and makeup and stuff. So the product that I love the most is called Unite. And so I'm the kind of person that does not like clean hair. You like dirty hair. I like it does dirty better, hair. I hear. Yeah. My hair does better. I don't, I hate, I hate to shower. I hate to dry my hair and I hate to curl. I hate, uh-huh. hate, hate. I don't know why. It's just a stressful thing every time I have to do it. And mm-hmm. it's never gotta go away right it has to happen it has yes to happen. so um this it's a texture spray because I used to put dry shampoo on yeah, uh-huh. as soon as I dried my hair yeah. which who does that I've heard of that before but yeah. it's just this texture spray that's not dry shampoo and I love it and I'm obsessed and it makes me feel so happy and I need to find a travel size because I think it does that thing where it would like explode yeah. on the airplane yeah yeah um because it's a okay, it's unite can. unite it's unite texture texturizer spray you can get on Amazon and it is makes my hair so happy and I'm so glad I found it in my life. Well, Micah, it's been so fun having you here. So fun. I loved hearing about the business starting in just that day when 33,000 orders came in versus 80. Like oh that word. just blows my mind. Um, but I just, it's such an encouragement for, I think, whoever's listening, re- whether you're running a business, wanting to run a business, or just working a, a job that you love is the grit and determination, um, to make it happen because nobody does your job like you do your job. Um, and then I think the thing that I will not forget ever from our conversation is the borrowed grief. Yes. Just like, I think it could almost make me cry about mm-hmm. how many times in my life have I borrowed grief that I didn't need, mm-hmm. you know, or guilt or borrowing guilt, that yeah. whole, all, everything you just said, yeah. like borrowing guilt or borrowing grief. What does that do for us? It does nothing in the mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. Such added stress. It is. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So lovely. Love to see you. Okay, you guys, I told you it was a great chat with Micah. I know I said it a thousand times in the interview already, but I want to say it again because I loved it so much. The thought of borrowing our grief or borrowing our guilt was so huge for me. We do that so many times and there's zero benefit to us from this. I loved having my friend Micah join me on the show today. She's someone that I look up to in the way that she loves her family so well and chases her dreams so hard. I hope you love this show as much as I did. I'd love to hear what you loved about the show. What were your favorite parts? What stuck out to you? 
Wherever you hang out the most on social media, whether that's Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, come find me there. I'm there. Shoot us a comment and tell us what you love the most. Guys, today's show was edited by Chris with Podshaper and the brand new music that I hope you love as much as I do. It's from Matt Graham. Next week, my guest is Elisa Keaton, who is the founder of Revelation Wellness, whose tagline is this, love God, get healthy, be whole, love others. Uh, mic drop, Alyssa, because that is amazing. Guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com.